0: Hey, my name is Tiffany Vaughn, and I'm on a mission to help regular people like me find their voice and then use it for lifting themselves and others up around them. I'm a small-town mom to three kiddos with my hubby James, and man, have we been dealing with a lot. But isn't everyone? I lovingly call it our hard, beautiful journey, and I bet that yours is too. In season one, I tossed the bricks from my shoulders that were weighing me down, bricks that represented shame embarrassment regret loss you name it I was feeling it I am now taking those bricks and building up a stronger foundation for myself and our family I've created this safe space for me and you to open our hearts and our minds and to use our voices to help others know they are not alone in their struggles mental health marriage and divorce infertility parenting and some soul journey work are all topics that we discuss here Let's be real for a minute. Life can definitely be hard, but it can also be so dang beautiful, am I right? So pull up a cozy seat, grab your beverage of choice, and join me as I help others talk about their hard beautiful journey. I know they will inspire you as much as they inspire me. So let's get started. Hello, and welcome to Hard Beautiful Journey. You are in for an amazing episode today. Let me tell you, I have the beautiful and inspiring Dr. Jessica Houston here and get ready to have some goosebumps on top of your goosebumps. Jessica has surmounted experiences with poverty, depression, intimate partner violence, and lack of self-confidence. And it appeared to all that she was living a great life, but underneath, she knew that she was operating beneath her potential. Jessica is passionate about sharing how others can live an abundant and satisfying life despite any obstacles that they may encounter. Here is my interview with Jessica. Hello, Jessica. How are you? Hey, I am well. How about yourself? I am doing pretty good. Thank you so, so much for being here with me today. I'm really looking forward to this conversation with you. Your life mission is to help people uh, figure out their goals and then absolutely crush them. Right? Yes. (laughs) All right. So (laughs) if that's the case, we're going to have a good conversation. I like setting my goals, but I have a harder time crushing them. (laughs) Although this past year, I've definitely made uh, a lot more progress in that area, but I'm definitely interested in hearing about learning how to crush them even more. So, but before we do that, how about we go into a little background about who you are and how you got to this place of wanting to help people crush their goals.
1: Yes. So I am originally from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I actually was born to a teen mom. So my mom was 18 when she had me and at that time I really didn't realize just how young she was because she was a great mom, very mature, but in actuality we grew up together. And so I I lived in poverty, not extreme poverty, but definitely just struggling financially, re- relying on the government for assistance. And then my biological dad is an attorney. So he has always done well as far as I can remember. But I believe me just knowing the type of a lifestyle that he lived and then the type of lifestyle that I lived, it really did create some anger in me and some frustration in me. And my siblings who lived with him they actually went to private school and they I mean they just had all of the things that I wish I could have Mm -hmm. and so that 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 did cause some division and some hurt and some pain and then on top of that I struggled with low self-confidence so I didn't like the way I looked when I looked in the mirror I would just literally tear myself apart And I would compare myself to the women who were on the magazine and the women who were on television. And I just thought, well, why was I made like this? Like, I don't understand. And so by the time I was 17, I went to college and then I ran into someone who turned my world upside down. He was the star football player starting lineup on the basketball team. But he was also very abusive physically he stalked me. He wanted to know my every move. I had to check in on him, um, check in with him, and he figured out how to check my messages. So, just so many things that transpired just from childhood up until that point. And then, fast forward five years from that point, I finished my master's degree in social work. And at that point, I decided I've got to leave Florida because he also lived in Florida. Mm -hmm. And that was the time that I would say my life began to change for the better. I had earned my degree, my bachelor's degree in social work, my master's degree in social work. I moved to Georgia. And that's when my journey of of healing and self-improvement really began. And so I, I entered the field of social work I still struggled with low self-confidence, but once I had my daughter and I I got married, I had my daughter, that's when I really said, you know what? I cannot allow my daughter to carry on these, these self-beliefs that were really inaccurate. Mm
0: -hmm. And so
1: that's when I really made it a goal to work on myself.
0: Excellent. Um, So how old were you at that point? When when you started that transformation started or that I started
1: that journey. 30, I was about thirty.
0: At thirty, yeah. Hey, I'm forty six. <laughs> <I just laughs> it
1: took me a long time, and people think, "Wow, you went that long yeah. with self doubt and low self confidence." I did.
0: Yeah. I did. Uh, oh, I, I think it's in in everybody, to be honest, but it's when you actually say, "Enough is enough." I, I am enough, and now I'm just going to figure out how to crush this. So what are your tips and strategies on setting your goals? First of all.
1: Yeah. So when it comes to setting goals, it's important that you are realistic. Um, and I know (laughs) it's so funny because I love to tell people to dream big, you know, I, I do tell people to do that, but then when it comes to setting goals, If you dream too big, then you're going to be frustrated because the progress that you make is usually going to be in increments. And so because I'm an achiever and I'm a recovering perfectionist, I understand that if I set a huge goal for myself and I miss it then I'm just frustrated and then I'm gonna sink into a slump and I might lose a a day or two, (laughs) just like being upset that I didn't hit my goal. And so when I learned... Yeah, and so when I learned that it's like, okay, just set something that you know that you can accomplish and then you begin to build that self-trust and you begin to believe in yourself and those small wins, they motivate you to do more and then you can slowly increase your goals, but you got to be very specific. And again, you definitely want to set a goal that you can realistically achieve in a specific amount of time. So for example, in working with business owners, usually when I'm working with someone new, the first thing they say is, and you probably already know, I want to make six figures.
0: Oh, everybody and, says that.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, yeah and and I I got really upset with myself the first couple of years of business because I thought it was easy. Everybody said build it and they were come will
0: come, come
1: and it never, you know it didn't happen that way. <laughs> Where so are I,
0: they? Where I, are they?
1: I mean I did the branding everything they said I needed to do and I'm like this is not working. <laughs> so I had to start over and build from scratch and do the work to get there. And so you know you have these big dreams, but just start with, okay, have you made $20,000 a year yet? Okay. Can you now take it to, I want to make 25,000 or I want to make 30,000 my first year. And that's just depends on where you're starting, Mm -hmm. but if you're starting and you've only made $20,000 the previous year, and you think you're going to jump from 20,000 to 100,000, it's possible, but it's, it's harder.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Very limited
1: amount of people who actually get to do it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one of my, um, things that I need to be more realistic on (laughs) is yeah. When you write down these goals, it's like, oh yeah, six figures. No, no, no. I was going for seven. (laughs) Uh (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, well, <laughs> we might need to rethink this. Um, so yeah, that would be good. So how many goals, I've heard differing opinions, but how many goals should somebody have at one time?
1: And it really depends. I believe it depends upon the person and what they are able to handle. Because someone who is a goal who is a workaholic, they can set a lot of goals and crush every one of them. But it might be at the expense of their health, (laughs) their sanity, their sleep. (laughs) So uh, you're looking at her. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to overdo it. And I've done that, too. And I've experienced burnout and I teach on burnout. So I think uh, reasonably, you know, three to five things that you really want to work on. And it doesn't have to be all business. I think your health should always be a part of your goal plan, your physical health and mental health, um, should always be a part of your goal plan.
0: That's one of the things that I've, um, incorporated lately in the last few months is making sure that there is a physical, a mental, spiritual, a business and family type goal. Right. And just so that there's a little bit of a little bit, hopefully, balance in, yes. in my life. Uh, and I'm definitely uh, succeeding in some of those better than others. But what is your definition of crushing it?
1: Uh, <laughs> for me, crushing it is is being clear on what your final destination is and then doing what you have to do to get to that destination. And so a lot of times when it comes to goal setting, you probably have written out exactly what you want to achieve, but have you written out the steps? Mm -hmm. Like, what do I need to do every day or five days per week? Or, you know, it has to be really clear and specific, and then you will get there when you know what you're supposed to do. But for example, using your example, if you say, oh, I want to make seven figures, but you have no idea what you got to do to get there. You're going to be frustrated. Oh, yes. So you do have to have that plan in place. And that's one of the things that I found a lot of people get frustrated because it's like they know what they want to do, but they just don't quite know how to get there.
0: Okay. So I have a goal of being a coach so uh, and I'm I'm considering myself a soul coach so that's what I'm being trained on right now how would I set up my goal to become a soul coach and eventually that be my career because right now I'm a I'm a professional accountant in a nine to five that I actually do enjoy but I know that I'm meant to be doing something more along this line so how, how do I set out my goal to achieve that and crush it?
1: Yeah, so you'll have to really start with what it is that you want. So if you know I want to be a soul coach, I always start everything with research. I believe that if you have a goal, you've got to start with the research and you've got to start with what you want to do because someone may want to be a full-time soul coach. Someone may just want to do it one hour a week. Like I'm just going to coach one client, one hour a week, that's it. And then I'll have a group coaching program where I can coach 10 people in one hour. So it really has to be um, intentional on your part. Like, how do you want your end result to look?
0: How do I want my day to look, my weeks to look?
1: Yes, yes, yes. And then you can start to create your goal. But a lot of times we just jump in like, yes, this is what I want to do. How do I do it? Well, no, let's go back again to the foundational component. Yeah. Okay. Um, have you done your research? Do you know how to coach people? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a key
0: piece. Yes. <laughs> so, yes.
1: Yeah, so, it and, and, and I, I actually paid thousands and thousands of dollars just to become a certified coach, and uh, because it's something that I wanted to do, and I think um, I don't think everyone has to be a certified coach. Someone who paid thousands of dollars, right? But I do I do not believe that you have to get that certification. But I do believe that you should experience coaching. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be a coach, you definitely should invest in a coach mm-hmm. and watch how they coach. Uh, pay attention to the types of questions they ask, pay attention to their systems. How do they book you? Yeah. Um, do they have a coaching agenda? Like all of those things that I learned, I could have learned just by hiring a coach. Um, so yeah, I would say definitely look at hiring a coach if that's something that you like to do.
0: And I've definitely done all of those things. The <laughs> The one thing that I've learned this time around um, in my entrepreneurial journey is the website is not the first thing you always need to focus on. I always jump to the website and I have no idea why that is. Um, But this time around, I'm actually like, okay, I'm actually going to learn how to do the thing that I want to do first, and then I'll build a website. Do a lot of people do that? Yes,
1: I did it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: You know why we do it? That's
1: the fun part. That's the glitzy and glamorous part that we all want to focus on. Oh, what are my brand colors? What is my logo? And you feel like you're being productive and you're doing something. But at the end of the day, I believe the most important thing is clarity. Mm -hmm. It's clarity on your mission, clarity on your target audience, your target market clarity on your systems and your processes, because even if you have a powerful launch and 100 people sign up, would you be capable of serving all of them at the highest level?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And that's one of the, um, just last weekend, I think it was, I had, a, I was on a another coaching call because I have a coach and the topic was who is your ideal customer avatar? And, and I've been involved in a lot of those discussions in the last couple of years, but this one, it was, it was pretty intense. Cause I was actually in the hot seat oh. <laughs> I was like, well, oh, oh we're going to go there. Are we? <laughs> oh no. So like really actually honing in on who, who that person is that you initially want to help is Mm -hmm. is a big question right and it doesn't mean that you're you're pigeonholed into helping that person like it can expand and I think that's where I was getting caught up is well I don't want to just be helping this person because I know I can help the world (laughs) you know yes so that that's been a real key piece in actually starting to see progress in my goals being achieved is definitely narrowing down on them and getting a lot more clarity. So I watched your video and it is called give your all, and it's on your website. And I think I told you, I watched it like, I don't know, I 10 times probably, or more, it is about eight minutes long and it is so powerful and motivating It made me want to like achieve everything and so what I'm going to do with your permission is I'm going to play the audio from that video and then we're going to talk when we come back from that sound good
1: awesome have you ever asked yourself the question how did I get here Many times we make subtle decisions that don't seem to be a big deal, but what we often fail to realize is that where you are today is the result of all of the decisions, big and small, that you've made up until this point. The good news is, even if you are not where you want to be right now, you still have a chance to rewrite your script. Yes, it's frustrating, where you do not accomplish what you've expected to accomplish within the time frame that you set. Yes, all of us want our journey to be a straight path, but in actuality, your journey will have unexpected stops. It will have curves, it will have hills, it will have valleys, you will have sunny days, you will have rainy days. But you have to decide. If I encounter rejection, If I encounter frustration, if I am disappointed, I will not give up. The key is to learn how to separate your feelings from your performance. Yes, some days I don't feel like working. Some days I have to battle with unfair situations. But at the end of the day, I have a decision to make. Either I'm going to have a pity party, or I'm going to figure out how to pull myself up. So I say to you today, pull yourself up. Lift up your bow-down head. Guess what? Every day I have to choose to pull myself up. There will always be something that you can complain about. There will always be something that you could be worried about. But what I'm challenging you to do is to pursue your goals in spite of what's going on around you. Take a close look at your life, your health, your relationships, your business, your career, and ask yourself a simple question. Have I given my all? If you are not careful, fear, doubt, and worry will keep you stuck wishing your circumstance were better, but never doing what it takes to improve you. It's time for you to pursue what you really want, not what others want for you, not what others expect from you. But you've got to pursue what you really want with everything you've got. One of the hardest things I've had to do is confront mediocrity in my own life. I'm challenging you to commit to dismantling whatever it is that has been holding your destiny hostage. Is it self-doubt? Is it the fear of being rejected? Is it self-sabotage? Is it refusing to let go of the past? Don't get so wrapped up in what happened yesterday that you miss out on the opportunities that are waiting for you today. Remember, whenever one door closes, there is another door waiting for you. Don't second-guess yourself, and don't be so afraid of failing that you create excuses instead of producing results. After being involved in a physically abusive relationship for six years, I had to rewrite my script. I do understand that a lot of times when you go through things, it feels like it's for you, but it really isn't. It's really so that you can help someone else get through that same thing and you can say to them, listen, I made it through and so can you. I really thought that I would be the last person to do what I'm doing just because of what I've overcome, what I thought about myself. I did not like myself. I did not like the way I looked. I did not like the person in the mirror. And so I was the person who was in front of everyone else. And everyone thought I was happy. Everyone thought I had it all together. But I was secretly depressed. I was secretly battling with a low self-confidence. And I was so broken. And, And how many of you know that when you are broken sometimes, you can attract the exact opposite of what you need? In retrospect, I know why I stayed in an unhealthy relationship for six years. In my mind, I could not do any better. In my mind, there was no way that anyone else would be attracted to me. So I stayed. But eventually, I came to realize that I was not lucky to have him, but he was lucky to have me. I came to realize that I deserved better. You see, setting higher standards might mean that you have to wait a little longer than you anticipated, but getting what you deserve will be worth the wait. Will you commit to making yourself a priority? Yes, there are a lot of people counting on you. Yes, others need you. But guess who else needs you? You need you. Be confident in your ability to overcome any challenge that comes your way. Why? Because your level of confidence is going to determine what you strive for. If you don't have confidence, what you'll do is you'll see something that you want, but you won't go for it because you'll tell yourself, I'm not cut out for this. I'm not good enough for this. I don't speak well enough for this. I'm not credentialed enough or I'm not qualified enough. And what you're doing is holding yourself back. I never thought that I would be speaking. I never thought that I would be Dr. Jessica Houston. I never thought that I would be traveling the world. I never thought that I would be an author. But it took me stepping out of my comfort zone. It took me saying to myself, you will not let your daughter take the same route that you took. That's what helped me the most. What I have discovered is that women are very good at pretending to be okay. Many times we suppress what we're dealing with and we cover it all up. Women are natural nurturers. In fact, we often help and support others even when we are facing a challenging situation ourselves. Unlocking your destiny is going to require that you add yourself to your priority list.
0: You need you. That was so incredible. Thank what? You. What? <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk about that video and how, like, how it came about.
1: Yes. So actually, uh, Motiversity is a company that I partner with, and they're actually out of Canada. Um, and when they asked me to do it, they sent me. It's so funny. I literally almost backed out. First of all, really. <laughs> They asked me to do it. They sent me a sample of like Lisa Nichols, who is someone that I followed a long time. When I first started, I went to a couple of her events and just like people that I really admire. And I'm like, wait a minute, i got to do something like that. <laughs> and little me started creeping in and I thought, you know what? This is what you teach people to do, to stretch themselves. Yeah. And so I stretched myself and I did it. And um, I got a really, really, really positive response. And since then, I've done several videos in in partnership with Motiviversity.
0: Have you? And I need to be watching more of them (laughs) because they are like, I don't know about any of my listeners, but I got so much out of that one. And so where can they find more of these videos?
1: So you can either go to my YouTube channel, Or you can go to Motiversity's YouTube channel and you'll be able to find all of them.
0: Perfect. So what inspires you to keep going when you feel like giving up? Because I've been there many, many times. So what inspires you and how do you avoid burnout along the way?
1: Yes. So, so what inspires me, first of all, is definitely my daughter because of the environment that I grew up in, the things that I saw, the, the trauma that I experienced, I understand that it's so important for you to set a positive example for your kids. Mm -hmm. And for me, I don't want her to experience what I experienced. And so when I feel like I, I'm I just can't do this like I'm tired, I'm burned out. One of the things that I do is I find a way to pick myself up. i i've I've discovered and I've dealt with depression, like full blown depression, not oh, I'm just sad today, like no, did not want to get out of bed, did not want to turn on the lights. I did not want to do anything. And so. I understand how it feels to be in that dark place, but I also understand that I have the power to pick myself up. And a lot of people think, oh, no, 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 it's just too hard. Well, I believe that if you really, really, really want to get out of that place, even if it's temporary, this is the thing. Oh gosh, don't get me on the soapbox, (laughs) but this is the thing, you know, you can't, Always be bubbly. You know, we have these emotions for a reason, but if you're down, you can put on a motivational video. You can listen to some uplifting music. You can pick up a book that's going to inspire you. You can call a friend and say, hey, let's meet for coffee so that you can pick yourself up because. There is a way to shift your energy. And I know that you understand this because of of the work that you do. And so for me, when I'm I'm feeling down, I realize that it's my responsibility to pick myself up. Mm -hmm. I can stay there for hours, for days, for weeks, or I can do something to shift my energy. And I can get up and do what I said that I was going to do. Because even if you are in a state of of, of feeling bad, feeling lonely, feeling frustrated, there is some goal that you set for yourself that you can work towards. So why not say, okay, instead of thinking, why don't I shift to strategic thinking and figure out how I can solve this issue? Because when was the last time worrying or having a pity party made you feel better?
0: Exactly. And a goal in in that state, some days for me, it was, I just want to get out of bed and brush my teeth. (laughs) Like that, you know what I mean? Like that was a big deal just to get out of bed and brush my teeth or have a shower. And so it doesn't have to be all these massive, huge goals. For some people, it is like just listen to a uplifting song or listen to an uplifting podcast or anything like that, right? So what do you believe is one of the biggest obstacles to success and achieving goals?
1: Will do. Um, And also before I touch on that, I realized that I didn't talk a lot about the burnout piece um, Mm -hmm. because I do realize that For those who are go-getters, they will keep going and going and going. And so I believe that burnout (laughs) is repeatedly saying yes when you really need to say no. Mm -hmm. And so it's really about taking time for yourself and knowing when enough is enough, knowing when it's time to take a moment for yourself. And I believe that women struggle with this more than... Because we are natural nurturers, but I believe the key way to avoid burnout is to self-monitor and know when you're doing too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to the, the success piece, I believe that impatience, <laughs> I believe that impatience can really pull you down. You are because- speaking
0: to me today. <laughs> My goodness, I, Jessica. I, oh my gosh. Yeah, you've got my number. <laughs> yeah,
1: and patience. And 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 this is the thing because everything that I teach and I talk about, it's because it's me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know oh it because for me, like when I set a goal, I want it done like immediately. Like I it's like I just want to go all in. And I set these timelines and if it doesn't happen, mm-hmm. so my, help negative me. <laughs> my negative self-talk immediately goes to your failure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And people seem to think that when you reach a certain level that the negative self-talk stops, I wish it did, <laughs> <laughs> I wish it did, but it doesn't. It's like an ongoing battle. hmm
0: It's It's ongoing until the day you die. Okay, people?
1: (laughs) It's ongoing. Yeah. So even the experts, you know, you may think, oh, this person has studied depression or this person has studied anxiety or this person has been through this, this and this and they overcame, but then there's going to be something else for you to overcome. As you said, Mm -hmm. as long as you are living, there's going to be something for you to overcome. And I think that's the beauty of life, of being alive.
0: Yeah, because it's teaching you lessons every day on patience <laughs> or yeah. resilience. And the patience one, yeah, that one, I, I actually joke, have joked quite often that I was not given the patience chip <laughs> when I came out. <laughs> like, the, they strategically left that out of me. To teach me some valuable lessons, so I am working. Uh, that is a work in progress every single day for me. So, um, the w- one thing that I wanted to ask you too, because your videos are so inspiring and the work that you do, is you do a lot of public speaking, yeah. right? And so, one of the things that I am passionate about right now, and that I want to inspire other. Women like other people to do is start to use their voice because in my journey in the last year and year and a half, I crawled out of the darkest place in my entire life by actually starting to use my voice and actually talking about the things that were going on in my life. And one of the things that I think can really help people in their hard, beautiful journeys and um, help heal them from their hard, beautiful journey is to start talking about it. And I'm not necessarily saying everybody needs to start a podcast or become a public speaker, but it's in, it's amazing how many people I am meeting now that have healed themselves through talking about their story or their journey in a public way. So I am on a journey of learning how to public speak. (laughs) And I am freaking terrified of getting on a stage, but it's my goal. See, I have a goal of getting on a stage. So how can I overcome that fear of getting on that stage and actually opening my mouth and talking?
1: Yes, so I actually started there. Um, I am an introvert, which people do not believe, but I am. And um, I was extremely shy. In fact, so shy in school that I would know the answer and would not raise my hand. Me too. (laughs) Just that shy. And so I didn't actually start public speaking until I wrote my first book, which is titled Women's Secrets, It's Time to Stop Suffering in Silence. And that book was a way of healing for me. I literally cried after writing it and reading it um, from cover to cover. But I believe that the first step is actually doing it. So my, I I remember hosting because I'm a a social worker. We had a conference for school social workers. I was the co-chair. And so I had just written my book and they said, well, hey, we're going to give you a few minutes to speak. I was not. <laughs> I was I not turned around away. and walked out. I wanted what? to run away. And I mean, these were my peers. But I mean, the microphone was shaking in my hand. My stomach was bubbling. My voice was trembling. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I don't think I could do this. So I managed to get through that. And I just went back to my room and thought, "Oh gosh, you look like a total fool." <laughs> but I did it, yeah. and so after I did that, I had a coworker that had women's groups to come to her house, and she said, "Hey, you can come speak to about twenty women. They will all purchase your book." So I did that, and I think that's a really good starting point.
0: Oh, I like that idea. It's a
1: small group, yeah, and it's intimate, and they'll talk. You can do a little brief training, and then they can ask questions. And so I did that maybe two or three times. Mm -hmm. And from there, it's like every single time I did it, I would get better. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, I guess if I could give you one tip, I would say preparation. Mm -hmm. Because I believe that preparation is the key to mastering whatever it is that's really scaring you. So If you're giving a 20-minute talk, I would literally prepare over and over and over. And so one of the things I would do when I first started out from start to finish, I would rehearse my speech a minimum of four times Mm -hmm. from start from, hello, my name is like just... (laughs) Everything, every single thing. And so when you get up, I do not recommend that you have pages and pages of notes because then you will feel like you need to read and you'll lose your audience. But at least if you need to write everything out, do that. But don't try to memorize the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Just think of, you know, three or four points that you'd like to make or three or four words that you'd like to focus on and go from there. But I would say just practice over and over and over. So I'm challenging you then to kind of find a little women's group that you can speak to and just share your story, teach about soul work, whatever it is that you love to learn about and you love to about, that's a great area to focus on for your public speaking.
0: So, a couple things the preparation. Uh, Absolutely. Because even in my podcast, if I don't have um, even just key points of what I want to talk about, I immediately have that feeling of, oh my gosh, this is not going to go well, you know? So absolutely. I did join a, um, a boot camp. It's called Shine Boot Camp in January of this year. And I gave my first speech over zoom <laughs> and th- it was a 11 and a half minute speech and over zoom, I thought I was going to die of a heart attack. Oh my God. Like after it was done, I literally I'm downstairs in our basement and I literally crawled up the stairs and like passed out for two hours. Cause I was so exhausted from the stress. Right. So do you have, um, any recommendations even over Zoom? Because you don't know how they're actually taking what you're saying, right? Because they're usually muted and a lot of people are probably browsing the web. So how do you handle that now, especially in this time? Yes,
1: I, I believe in engaging the audience. And so many of them will not say anything, but you can get them to type in the chat box. Mm -hmm. So that is like my weapon when I'm doing, um, something virtual via zoom. So it's just simple. So, Hey, type a one in the chat. If you are going to protect your piece this week, like really, really simple, but you know, they're listening, right? Yeah. (laughs) Because they typed the one in the chat. So, and you'll give an example, you know. If this is you, say, this is me, type, this is me in the chat, just small, simple actions that they can take to be active and to show you that they're actually listening.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. Okay. I'm going to take all of that into consideration. So what other um, tips and strategies do you give to the people that you motivate every day to just get out there and crush. What do you want to do with your life?
1: Yeah. So I, I, I I love to make sure that everyone I'm talking to, that they understand that the journey is not going to be easy. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you get this idea, you get like this fire and it's like, you're motivated, you're excited. And then you do a post and nobody likes it. Yeah. You know, Crickets. Or, yeah. Yeah. And and, and it's like, ah, uh, and then you, it's like, womp, womp, womp. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe this isn't for me. And so sometimes you can make a poor decision to back out of something because you had a bad experience once, twice, maybe even three times. But it could be that maybe your messaging wasn't connecting with your audience. Maybe you haven't really put enough time and effort into building your audience. And so it's unfair to you to take it personally. And so listen, (laughs) I, I can feel the same way. And so I have to remind myself that if someone, doesn't like what I post, they're not rejecting me. They just didn't necessarily align or identify with what I posted or maybe they did because, and I don't know if you've ever done this, but there are so many times when I'm scrolling and I read something, I'm like, wow, that's powerful, but I don't like it and I don't comment on it.
0: I've done that so many times. And then just this, that's interesting that you just said that because just yesterday or today, even yesterday, I read something, same thing. I was like, oh my goodness, I love that. And I kept scrolling and I'm like, oh heck no, (laughs) get back up there and hit a like, because we are that way where we do like the likes. Yes. And especially if somebody, you can tell somebody's put a lot of thought into that, piece mm-hmm. that they wrote, then it's so important, I think, to show that you did value that yeah. content.
1: It is. And that's why I, I work on doing that because sometimes I'm just scrolling and then I think about, well, Jessica, <laughs> I, I talk to myself, like, <laughs> I think about if you had done this, you would want someone to like it mm-hmm. or comment on it. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just important that you do not take it so personally that you go into a shell and refuse to come out. Mm -hmm. So if I had to leave you with anything, I would say, do not give up on yourself Mm -hmm. and do not give up on the dream that you have for yourself. Mm -hmm. So you're going to hit some rough patches. You're going to have some obstacles, but those who crossed the finish line, it's only because they kept going. Like achievers have literally experienced every emotion, every failure, anger, disappointment, rejection, but they kept going and that's the key. And I share this with my students all the time. It's not that those who earn a degree are super smart. They just kept going. Mm -hmm. They just decided that they weren't going to quit. And so that's really the key is, is hanging in there when it gets hard.
0: I love that. So my last question for you is what age should we start this at and instilling this in people? Because I have three small kids, a 13, almost 13 year old and twin boys that are eight. And I want them to always know that they can achieve whatever they want to do in their lives. So do you start when they're in utero? We <laughs> <laughs> <Probably> should. <laughs> or when should you really start? Yes, I do. I believe that as soon
1: as you can, I believe that as soon as you can start, it's important to start. And it's so weird because I like I said, I struggled with low self-confidence, but my daughter, it's like she's like, I can do anything. Yeah. And her first day of of uh going to daycare, her teacher was like, She is bossy. Like she, <laughs> she has so much confidence. And I'm like, well, no, she's a leader. <laughs> she- <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but it's like you do because I believe it gives them the advantage. When you're confident, you feel like I can conquer anything. And when you believe it, typically you're going to do it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what I'm trying to instill in my kids is that good balance of confidence and bossiness, leadership with kindness
1: yes. Yes. and
0: gratitude. And so that... People know that, yeah, I mean business here and I know that I'm going to accomplish this stuff, but I'm also going to be really kind and treat you with respect. Right. So as long as my kids have that balance, they can be as bossy as they want, (laughs) (laughs) but just be kind, man. That's all I ask. So how can people find you?
1: Yes, they can go to my website, expectingvictory.com. And I'm on Instagram at Dr. Jess Houston, as well as Twitter. I'm on YouTube, Facebook. So if you just Google Dr. Jessica Houston, you will find me.
0: Excellent. And I will have all of your contact info in my show notes. And people, you need to go and watch Give Your All because it will motivate you for the rest of your week, month. I don't know. It's amazing. Um, So I end every episode with something that I am grateful for. And today, because I'm in Canada and it is finally nice weather. And when I say nice weather, so you're in Georgia, Um, I'm in Canada, in Alberta, and it is 25 degrees here which I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. It's gotta be like 80, I think, right? So that's nice for us. So I'm grateful for the nice weather and that we were out camping. What are you grateful for today?
1: Oh gosh, I every day I'm grateful for life. Yes. I'm, I'm just grateful to be here. I'm grateful for the trials and I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful that I'm here And I believe that we all have to say that to ourselves on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Again, it gets hard, but the fact that you're here, you have another opportunity.
0: Every day. Yeah. Every day. I am grateful for you being here today and for sharing these tips and strategies. And I just really enjoyed our conversation. So thank you so much for your time.
1: So did I. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you again, Jessica. I needed this valuable information more than anyone. And I know how much it will inspire my listeners that they truly can accomplish their goals and crush the heck out of them. Be sure and check out the motivational video called Give Your All on YouTube. A link will be in the show notes. Trust me, you want to see the video as well. It's amazing. Come back next week as I have another fantastic guest that you don't want to miss. I am so truly blessed and grateful that I get to talk with these inspiring people. So grateful. Until next time, be kind and stay well. Bye-bye.